तत्र प्रवेशोपि अभिहित है उपनिषद इसेंशियली ऑल्सो फर्स्ट डिस्क्राइब्स द क्रिएशन ऑफ द यूनिवर्स एंड देन द्वैत सृष्टि अभिधानंतरम वी फाइंड दैट इन द उपनिषद आफ्टर स्टेटिंग द क्रिएशन ऑफ द द्वैत सृष्टि क्रिएशन ऑफ दिस यूनिवर्स इन्वॉल्विंग द्वैत और ड्यूआलिटी मल्टीप्लिसिटी ब्रह्मण जीवरूपेण तत्र प्रवेश है then the upanishad also tells us that brahma or parmatma enters the creation in what manner jiva rupena in the manner of jiva meaning brahman as though becomes jiva tatra pravesha api abhitaha that brahman alone enters this creation which it is has been created and functions as jiva so brahman as jiva enters the creation this is what we find upanishad telling us so that is how the creation is complete if merely the inert framework is created without any sustainer without any conscious being dwelling in them then this world of the universe will have no value at all so necessary that having created a house dev that enters the house then the house function of the house is fulfilled so also having created all these upadis brahman enters the upadis and that is how all the upadis get fulfilled in the sense that all of them are enlivened they all become vyavaharika <coughs> and every upanishad in its own way describes it please reverse chant here kritva rupantaram jaivam kritva rupantaram jaivam dehe pravishadishwarah जीवत्वम्प्राणधारणाद्वाणधारणाद्वाणधारणाद्वाणधारणाद्वाणधारणाद्वाणधारणाद्वाणधारणाद्वाणधारणाद्वाणधारणाद्वाणधारणाद्व
Jaiva is a word derived from Jiva, Tadhita. Rupantaram. So Brahman undergoes Rupantaram. So Anyam Rupam, Rupantaram. Another form, it transforms itself into another form. What is it? Avikriya Brahmanaha Virakshanam. So Anyam Rupam, Rupantaram. Another form is called Rupantaram. Another is what? Vilakshanam. Brahman enjoys a certain Rupam, Satyam Jnanamanantam. And Brahman transformed itself into another Rupa, which is Vilakshanam. Avikriya Brahmanaha Vilakshanam. Brahman by nature is what? Avikriyam. It's changeless. But then Brahman transforms itself into Vikriyam, a changing Rupa as well. So Vikari Rupam. Brahman as though assumes Vikari Rupam. Meaning Brahman as though becomes changing or subject to transformation, subject to change. So that is Sukhi, Dukhi, you know, these are the things. So that Brahman which is otherwise in its own nature, avikriyam, changeless, when he enters this upadhi, then appears to function as a changing entity. Now happy, unhappy, sasukhi, dukhi, karta, bhokta, all these kind of transformations, Brahman. so vikari rupam, Brahman, in the role of jiva, is subject to vikara or subject to transformation, subject to constant change. Thus Brahman as though transformed itself into changing form and then entered this body. <coughs> Aitari Upanishad describes it, Taitriya Upanishad describes it, Chandogya Upanishad describes it, Bruhadaranyaka describes it, all these Upanishads describe the entry. We know very well in Taitriya Upanishad, Tatsrushtva Tadevanu Pravishata. Brahman, having created this whole universe, Tadeva Anupravishata. The same universe he enters. <coughs> and this is more dramatically described in Aitareya Upanishad. Where Aitareya Upanishad describes the whole series or sequence of evolution, sequence of creation until the final human form with all the organs of perception, the organs of action, the mind, when all the faculties, everything is created. So Brahmanadi Paramatma having created this upadhi, this body with all the faculties, then looks at it and say, thinks, Kathanvidam How can this upadhi function without me? Is it that this upadhi that is created will speak on account of the organ of speech? Is it the organ of speech that is going to speak? And the organ of hearing that is going to hear? And the organ of seeing is going to see? Meaning, all the organs of perceptions and organs of action, with which this upadhi is endowed. So, are these functions all going to be performed by the upadhi itself? It says, no. All of this will be anarthakam. It will be purposeless. If I do not enter this upadhi, then all the faculties are there. Faculty of hearing, faculty of seeing, faculty of taste, touch, and so on and so forth. All the organs of perception, action, mind, all of these will have no purpose to serve because they will require someone to direct them. First of all, these are the jada, these, these uh, pranas or these faculties are such that they require someone to direct them. If I in the form of director is not there, then of course what will they do? They, will, they won't be able to function. Not only that, but these faculties function with a certain purpose. That eyes see, ears hear, so organs of perception bring about all this different knowledge. What for? 
Is it that the eyes see for, for themselves? The ears hear only for themselves? No. Ears perform the function of hearing for someone else. Eyes perform the function of seeing for someone else. So then alone, thus all these faculties, these organs of perception, don't perceive for their own sake. As Kathopanishad says, Urdhum prana munnayati apanam pratyagasyati madhyevamanamasinam vishve deva upasate. Urdhum prana munnayati, there is someone inside who, who throws the prana up and pulls the apana down. Thus the breathing process goes on. Urdhum prana munnayati, one who pulls up the prana. Apanam pratyagasyati, one who pulls down the apana. Because we find that this function is taking place like a bellows. These lungs are functioning like bellows. And we know that whenever air is coming and going, and whenever bellows are functioning, there must be someone who is responsible for them functioning. Like in India, we have on the roadside, on the street, you know, we have these goldsmiths, not goldsmiths, sorry, the ironsmiths. They come with the furnace, with the bellows and everything else, and do all this little repair work. So you find that bellow. And he does this, and then the furnace gets the air, and the flame comes around. But whenever we find the bellows functioning, we know that there must be someone who makes them function. Because air being inert cannot go up and down by itself. We find lungs are functioning like bellows. The air is going out and going in. That shows that there must be someone who is performing that function. That's what Kathopanishad says. Madhye Vamanam Asinam Madhye In the middle, in the heart This Vamanam, this adorable one is sitting there <coughs> Vishve Devaha Upasade And look at all the Devas All the organs of perception and all the organs of action are called Devatas Because organs of perception are called Devatas because they illumine So shining one is Devata All of them are shining faculties because they illumine their respective objects Organs of action are also called devatas because they illumine their respective objects. So all these devatas are performing function. For whom? Are the legs walking for themselves? Or the arms doing work for themselves? Is the speech speaking for them itself? And the answer is no. For someone else. Vishwe, Devaha, Upasake. All the devatas, all the organs of perception and action, they are doing Upasana. They are all worshipping. They are bringing all these, these gifts for someone, for that Vamanam, for that Lord, or that adorable Atma who is seated within. So if you are not there, then who, what for will all these faculties perform function? After all, when we do something, we do work for a certain purpose. And suppose when we are dedicated, well, we are dedicated to a certain goal or a certain purpose or a certain person or whatever it is. And if that incentive is not there, we won't be able to do anything. There must be motivation. What is the motivation for these faculties, the organs of perception, the organs of action to perform function? The same Vamanam. So, this is how Atma thought. That here is a whole equipment, well equipped. But if I am not there, then neither will there be someone to direct all these functions, nor will there be someone who will be enjoyer of these functions. And if there is no enjoyer of Bhokta, then all these organs of action and perception, they will have really, they won't be able to, there will be no motivation for them to do this. And therefore, to make the whole thing complete, he says, I will enter, in order to provide a purpose. And thirdly, there was another reason also, is if I am sitting there, then someday this fellow will think, 
Keneshitam Padadip Preshitam Manaha. On account of whom is his mind, directed by whom is the mind going to its purpose, also its func- performing its functions. Kena Pranas Prasamak Praitiyuktaha. Directed by whom is his prana performing its function. Keneshitam Vachamivam Vadanti. Again prompted by whom these, these people speak these words. Chakshusrotram Kaudeo Yunakti. Who is that Devaha or the shining one, the self-effulgent one? who prompts this Chakshu and Srotram, the ears and eyes also to perform the functions. So someday this fellow will ask the question, and that is how the ground is set for the knowledge of the Atma also. So in order that this Jiva would know him, that's why also he entered. In order that this whole Upadhi is complete, then only when the conscious being is there, and only when the conscious being is there, who is the director of all these functions, who is the enjoyer of all the results, when he is then, someday, person will ask, who is it because of whom this is happening? And then someday, there will be this vichara or inquiry, and that is how there is a scope for knowledge also. So for these three purposes, to serve these three purposes, Atma decided to enter this body. <coughs> That's how the description is. Now there are two passages to enter in this body. <coughs> One is supposed to be the passage which is below, right at the tip of the toe, you know. There is a passage there. Another is a passage on the crown of the head. There's another passage. So then he deliberated. Katarena prapadya By which of the two passages shall I enter this upadi, this body? Then he said, well, this passage, the lower passage, is not for me. I am the master here. So this puramekadasadvaram, this, this body is a city consisting of having these eleven gates. And Atma is the king. Rajasthani Atma. Atma is in the place of king. King does not enter from the lower doors. He always enters from the highest door. So lower door is meant for the servants, like the back door in the house. The owner of the house always enters from the front. And so Lord decided that now my servant, meaning the prana, will enter from the, has already entered, or will enter from the lower aperture, I will enter from the topmost aperture. And therefore, he decides to enter from this passage opening in the crown of the head. So, having deliberated all this, so etameva simanam vidarya etaya dvara prapadyata. Then Upanishad says, etamevam simanam vidarya. Sima means here the, the, the border or the, the point where the hair parts or where the three these uh, portions of the skull, you know, they meet here at this point. Vidarya piercing that etaya dvara prapadyata when he entered so this is a passage crown of the head from where lord or the atma has entered the body saisha vidrutir nama dvaha and therefore this dvaha means this gate is called vidrutihi it is a special name because it is it is it is open and then entered so vidarana vidara means so breaking open and so this is called Vidrutihi. Tadetan Nandanam. This is the source of all the Ananda. That's the reason why Yoga Shastra always comes, I mean, you know, talks about raising your vital energy right up to this point, up to the crown of the head. And then there is supposed to be a, a lotus here with 1000 petals. And when, uh, when, the con- when the prana is concentrated here, then all the Ananda. So we, we read that Dharma Mega, etc. in the first chapter of this that Ananda is experienced by them. So they say that this is a place where the law, this is the 
place of the Lord, location. And that is where the Jiva meets the Paramatma, etc. This is all their way of looking at it. But then, that is why this place is the place of the highest joy. Also it is said that the Upasaka or the meditator at the departure from this body, if he leaves from this passage, then he goes to Brahmaloka. That's the highest achievement as a result of action and meditation. So therefore this is called Nandanam. This is the source of all the Ananda. And thus Upanishad describes how that Ishvara, the Lord, who has created the whole universe and who created all the Upadis and ultimately created the human being, entered in this manner. So the, who is the one who has entered here? Who is the one who obtains as the director of all the functions? Who is the one who obtains as the enjoyer of all the, the, the functions performed by the faculty? He is the same Param Brahma. <coughs> So this is how Shrutis describe the entry of the same Lord into the Upadi after having created the Upadi. Or Chandogya also says, Anena Jeevene Atmana Nama Rupe Vyakarvani Anupravishya Anena Jeevene Atma Anupravishya Nama Rupe Vyakarvani There we read yesterday how this Devata called Sat or Param Brahma created first of all the element called fire Tejaha the second element up or water and third element annam or the food or the prasvi having created the three elements <coughs> then says now I'm going to enter these three devutas are there three elements are there I'm going to enter the three elements meaning I'm going to identify that with them so entry really is of the nature of identification it is not that Lord is all pervasive there is no place where he is not and nothing can exist without him but entry symbolizes identification. Anena jivene atmana anupravishya nama rupe vyakarvani. I'm going to enter these three elements, jivene atmana as jiva, as individual souls, nama rupe vyakarvani, and then I'm going to manifest or differentiate all the different names and forms. And thus associated with every name and form is this same Paramatma. <coughs> this is how the Upanishads describe the entry of this Lord into the Upadi. That's what it said here, Shrutaya Jaivam Jiva Sambandhi Rupantaram Avikriya Brahmanaha Vilakshanam Vikari Rupam Understand Rupantaram Rupantaram is what? So, Anyad Rupam Anyam Rupam means what? Avikriya Brahmanaha Vilakshanam Brahman is Avikriya and the form or the manner in which he entered is Vikriyam Vikari Rupam. He entered as the Vikari or the changing being. <coughs> Dehe, Dehe means what? Dehe Jate. Not in one body, but the whole group of all the bodies which were created in that Brahman entered. Entered meaning identification. Not like there's a long discussion in Taitriya Upanishad that entry of Param Brahma in this body of the Upadi is not like entry of Devadatta into the house. Because Devadatta is not in the house and therefore he can enter the house. But there is no such place that Brahman can enter because he is all, it is all pervasive. Or another question was, is it like my hand entering my mouth? You know, if Devadatta doesn't enter the house, maybe one part of Devadatta enters another part of Devadatta. Is it that kind of an entry? He says, no, that also is not there because Brahman is partless, niravayavam. And therefore, the entry cannot be in a primary sense. Pravesha or entry of Brahman into the body is not in a primary sense, it is only in a secondary sense. 
Her entry means identification. And that Shankaracharya also explains. The reason for talking about the entry is Yo Vedana Hitam Guhayam. He enters his guha or the cave consisting of the five koshas, meaning identification with this kosha is of the nature of entry. And therefore we know where Brahman is to be known, that he is entered. He alone obtains right now as drashta, shrota, bhokta, karta. So one who obtains at the moment as hearer, thinker, doer, who is he? Same Param Brahman alone obtains right now as a seer, hearer, thinker, doer, etc. <coughs> and thus, that is where we direct our inquiry. <coughs> Okay, then it says Jivatvam Kutaha. How do you say that Param Brahma, who has entered this body, is called Jiva? How do you attain the state of Jivatvam? Ityataha Jivatvam. Then the verse, the author defines what is Jivatvam. Jivatvam Pranadharana. Because this Lord sustains the prana, sustains this, the life here, and therefore he is called Jivaha. Or, as the Tikagara says, Pranadinam Swamitvena Prerakatvam Pranadharanam Tasmad Jaivam Rubam Kritva Pravishad Yuktam. So, Dharanam can be in the sense of Prerakam. So, Dharanam can be in the sense of Adhara Adheya, meaning the one who supports the other. So, Jiva, Jivatma, or Paramatma, who is in the form of Jiva, he is called Jiva because Pranadharanam, because he sustains his prana. Or pranadinam prerakatvam because this prerita he is a director, he is the one who prompts pranas. And that prana does not only mean this breath, etc. Prana means all the faculties. So prana in the primary sense is this vital force. In the secondary sense, the organs of perception and organs of action, they are also called prana in the Upanishad. So pranadharana means pranadinam prerakatvam. He is a prerata or prerita. He is a very director. He is the one who prompts all these pranas into their activities. How? Swamitvena prerakatvam. He is a very swami. As swami, he is the one who directs all the faculties into their respective functions. <coughs> that is called pranadharanam tasmad jaivam rupam kritva pravisha dijuktam. Not that Brahman has undergone a transformation. Otherwise, Kshetrajnam Chabhimam Viddhi Sarvakshetrena Bharata Sarvakshetreshu Bharata Hey Bharata, may you know that I am the Kshetrajna in all the Kshetras. Idam Shariram Kauntya Kshetramitya Bhijiyade Etadyo Vetitam Prahuhu Kshetrajna is Tadvidaha. Hey Kauntya, this body is called Kshetram and the one who is the witness of the body, the knower of the body is called Kshetrajna. And who is that Kshetrajna? Kshetrajnam Chapamam Vidhi Sarvakshetra Shubhadhi Varada Hey Arjuna, I am that Kshetrajna. The Lord Himself is the Kshetrajna of the individual being. <coughs> Meaning, He remains complete in spite of performing the role as Kshetrajna. So there is no real transformation that has taken place. Otherwise, Ishwara has become Jiva. He becomes all these questions are raised in the 13th chapter. When the Lord says that He has become he is a Kshetrajna obtaining in all the Kshetras. Does it mean that he has undergone a real transformation and become a samsari? So Lord himself has become samsari? Because we experience the Kshetrajna as a samsari. Then also there is no, it's no good. 
because there is no moksha. If real transformation is there and he has become samsari, well, you cannot expect to be released from that. And you would like it also. If my nature was samsari, I don't think I would be unhappy with it. But I am unhappy, it's not my nature. Or, if he still remains Ishvara, in spite of being in the this body, in that case there is no jiva at all, then there is no samsara. <coughs> but it contradicts our experience. Because we experience samsara all the time. And how do you explain all this? A very beautiful discussion where Shankaracharya explains that there is as though jivatam alone, meaning it's only by ignorance, on account of ignorance, that I take myself to be a jiva, otherwise there is no real transformation at all. Brahma or Paramatma remains what is. He remains a vikarya, and then as though there is vikara, as though. So all the changes, the modifications which take place in the body and the supadi are attributed to Atma, and therefore Atma is taken to be vikari, but is not really vikari. Therefore, pravesh or entry is to be understood not in a primary sense, but only in a secondary sense. <coughs> the part of Ishwara Shristi is also part of the creation of the Lord. <coughs> okay, so Jaivam Rubam Krutva Pravishit, as Jiva the Lord has entered, Kimta Jaivam Rupam, what is the nature of that Jiva? What is the nature of the form in which the Lord has entered this? Tad Apeksha, Iti Apeksha Yamaha. If that question is there, that question is answered in the eleventh verse. What is the nature of Jiva? If you say that the Lord has entered this body as a Jiva, what exactly is the nature of Jiva? <coughs> Says the eleventh verse. Chaitanyam yadadhishthanam Lingadehascha yafpunaha Chichaya lingadehastha Tatsangho jiva ucchyate Chaitanyam yad adhishthanam yad adhishthanam chaitanyam lingadehasya yah punaha punayaha lingadehaha chichaya lingadehastha lingadehastha chichaya tat sangaha jivaha uchyade tat sangaha samuhaha the, the combination of the totality of these three is called jivaha so here is definition of who is jiva who is Jivatma, who is the individual soul consisting, it consists of three things here, three elements. Yet Adhisthanam, says the Tikatara, yet Adhisthanam, Lingadeha Kalpana, Adharabhutam, yet Taitanyamasti. What is Adhisthanam? Kalpana, Adharabhutam is Adhisthanam. Kalpana means projection, a superimposition, or Brahma and Adharabhutam, that which is Adhara or the basis of or the locus of this, this Brahma or the projection. Any projection of Brahma must have an Adhisthanam. Without Adhisthanam, Brahma is not possible. This Niradhisthana of Brahma, Navidya, there is no such thing as Brahma without Adhisthanam. So when you see a snake there, there must be something there which is mistaken to be snake. It is not that you project a snake where there is nothing. 
how you project silver where there is nothing something must be there so that oyster shell is there which is misinterpreted or which is erroneously taken to be silver or the rope is there which is taken to be snake the rope is called the adhisthana why is it adhisthana kalpana adharabhutam is adhar adharabhuta means adhara swarupam of the nature of adhara or the support the locus of kalpana rope becomes the adhara it becomes the very locus of the imagination of snake that shell becomes the adhara or the locus for or support for the imagination or the kalpana of silver so kalpana adharabhutam adhisthanam that is called adhisthanam which is the very support or the basis for the kalpana the projection so this linga deha linga deha this gross body as well as the subtle body all of these are in fact kalpana alone meaning all of these are ultimately superimposed upon something what is it from which this gross body also derives existence what is it from which the subtle body also derives existence subtle body consists of the 17 elements and where does it derives existence from like the rope where does the rope or like the snake where does the snake derives existence from from the rope and where does the snake gets its the capacity to reveal itself also from the rope so rope can be said to be satta sphurti pradata it provides satta and sphurti the existence as well as the ability to reveal to snake are provided by the rope and so also what we call the mind and intellect and all the subtle body ultimately derive its existence from where only from atma it shines on account of whom on account of atma and if atma the, the self is the true nature of the subtle body subtle body therefore can be said to be kalpana or superimposition upon the atma and therefore it is said linga deha kalpana aadharabhutam yat chaitanya masti chaitanya means awareness which is aadharabhutam the very aadhara the support the basis for the kalpana the projection of what we call the subtle body <coughs> that's one यूनिवर्स the the material as well as the efficient cause of the universe is one alone brahman and what is the nature of brahman chaitanyam chaitanyam is awareness so awareness alone is the efficient cause and the material cause for the whole universe how can awareness become the material awareness which is changeless which is not substantial how can it become the material for this tangible creation it can only be possible if the creation is a kalpana otherwise not possible just as in dream there is a whole world that we experience and who is the material the efficient cause of the dream world i am the one that cause awareness that i am is both the efficient and the material cause and that is only possible when the dream world is really a projection the rivers and the mountains etc that i see in the dream cannot be really tangible although i feel they are real they cannot be they are what projected so whenever awareness becomes a material cause understand that 
that creation of the project must be of the nature of projection alone because awareness cannot undergo any transformation at all ideally material cause must undergo transformation to become the effect like the clay undergoes transformation to become the part and you say that brahman is the abhinna nimitta upadana karanam both efficient and the material cause what material brahman has other than itself sadeva samvedam grasi dekameva dvitiyam if sat or brahman one without a second alone was then the material also is sat alone and since sat cannot undergo any change that creation must be only of the nature of appearance and cannot be real so in fact by declaring brahman as the material and the efficient cause the unreality or mithyatma of the creation is automatically declared because brahman which is not capable of undergoing any transformation nevertheless becomes a material cause that shows that transformation is something apparent purnat purnam udachade brahman which is purnam from that the creation that has come out that cannot be real creation it has to be as though only an appearance therefore we say that the whole creation is a adhyara or a projection or a kalpana upon brahman which is the adhara or substratum and so the subtle body also is a part of creation so that is also kalpana and therefore where the whole kalpana rests upon what one adhisthanam namely chaitanyam and the subtle body which is also a kalpana rests upon what adhisthanam same chaitanyam so chaitanyam becomes adhisthanam and the linga deha the subtle body is something that is kalpitam superimposed yasya tatra kalpito linga deha and the subtle body that is superimposed upon that consciousness or awareness yasya tasmin linga dehe vartamanah chidabhasah and the subtle body has one characteristic that just as mirror which is a clean surface reflects the light or the sun so also the linga deha or the subtle body has a characteristic of reflecting the chaitanyam so we have what we call chichaya or chidabhasah reflected consciousness so we have the subtle body as a reflecting medium and we have atma or brahman that is reflected in the subtle body that is called the reflected or chichaya chidabhasah and then we have the very chaitanyam that forms the substratum of all the three all the two the three in combination is called jeevah so like this bucket of water is there there is bucket inside there is water and the sun gets reflected so we have how many things are there firstly the sun is there who is the image then there is water there and then there is reflection of sun in the water so who is jivatma that reflected sun is called jivatma but not only reflected sun along with the water which is reflecting medium not only with the water but along with that sun because had that sun not been there this reflection could not have been there and therefore a combination of three things sun the water and the reflection a combination of these three is called jiva in that case in this case the chaitanyam which is a very adhisthanam or substratum imagine water to be created from sun somehow which it is in fact so imagine that water is also nothing but a superimposed upon the sun superimposition upon sun then sun which is adhisthanam water that is superimposed 
and the reflection which is reflected in the water, the three in common, along with the bucket, include that also, because water cannot be unless bucket is. So subtle body cannot be unless a gross body, so include that also. So gross body, which is comparable to a bucket, subtle body, compared to the water in the bucket, that's why when the body moves, that mind also moves, you know. So when you move the bucket, the water also moves, because they are connected, and so mind is connected to the body. And anyway, then the mind is there, in that, the reflected consciousness, that is what? Ahankara or the jiva. The ego is the reflected consciousness called Chidabhasaha or Chichaya. So, the body, the mind, the reflected consciousness in the ego and the very consciousness upon which the whole play takes place, a combination of all of this is called Jiva. This is the definition of Jiva given in this text. This is called Abhasavadha. Abhasa means, Abhasa means the reflection which is there in the in the mind or in the subtle body, along with the reflecting medium, along with Chaitanyam, that is called, so, Tesham Trayanam Samha Tat Sangha. Tesham Sangha Tat Sangha. Tesham Sangha. Thus, Sangha means Samha. The, the combination of all of these, Jiva Shabdena Uchyade Ityarthaha. All of that in combination is called Jiva. Not merely reflected consciousness, not merely ego, but ego, along with the mind in which it is reflected, along with Chaitanyam, which is reflected. All these three is called Jiva because Chaitanya must be there to provide the Chaitanya to all of this. Without that, the reflection cannot be. Reflection cannot stand apart from Chaitanya. The image, and therefore, all these three, the conscious awareness, Atma, the mind, the subtle body, and the reflected consciousness, all of these in combination is called Jeeva. <coughs> Nanu Ishvasyeva Jeeva Rupena Pravishtatve Tasya Ajnyatva Dukhitvavi Viruddharmatum Kutahityasankyaha He Ise Ishvasyeva Jeeva Rupena Pravishtatve If Ishvara meaning Param Brahman alone is entered as Jeeva meaning that one who obtains a jiva right now is Ishvara or Brahman himself, tasya ajnyatva dukhitvavi viruddha dharmavattvam kutaha. And how do I find the jiva or the individual soul is in fact dukhi, is sad? Ajnyatva is ignorant, that I am ignorant, I am sad or I am unhappy. If you say that I am Brahman or the Paramatma alone is her I, how can he be dukhi? Because he is, he is limitless and therefore how can the self who is limitless be ignorant, be unhappy, be sad, etc. Viruddha dharmavattvam kutaha. How do you explain Viruddha dharmavattvam? So Ishvara is sarvadnyaha. Ishvara is of the nature of anandaha. And we find that this jiva is alpadnyaha. He is the nature of dukhi, etc. And thus jiva seems to possess altogether contradictory characteristics from Ishwara. And if you say that it's Ishwara alone who obtains this Jiva, how do you explain this totally contradictory characteristics of Jiva? With this Asanka, the twelfth verse answers this. Maheshwari <coughs> to Mayaya 
सख्या निर्माण शक्तिवत विद्यते मोह शक्ति तम जीव मोह माहेश्वरी को यामाया निर्माण शक्तिवत मोह शक्ति विद्यते दिस माहेश्वरी माया दिस माया विच बिलोंग्स टू महेश्वरा द ग्रेट लॉर्ड दिस माया हैज टू एस्पेक्ट्स इन इट निर्माण शक्तिवत इट इज एस्पेक्ट ऑफ क्रिएशन दैट इज क्रिएटिव पावर मोह शक्ति विद्यते द माया आल्सो हैज द एबिलिटी टू डिल्यूड इट हैज द एबिलिटी टू क्रिएट and so the whole dual world is created at the same time that maya has the ability to delude what is that delusion taking that creation as real maya has created the body all right and it further creates a delusion and what is that taking the body to be the self if maya had only created the body and given it for our use and if we knew what we were well that would have been fine but that's not so not only is the body created by maya but also for the delusion that the body is i so the delusion also is created by maya tam jeevam mohayati asau asau maya this maya tam jeevam mohayati this maya delude that jeeva <coughs> and that is how same ishwara or parmatma same brahman who is entered this upadhi he himself is deluded interesting isn't it that brahman is deluded by his own maya and that's how same brahman obtains as jiva <coughs> says the tikakara maheshwari mayanam tu maheshwaram mayam tu prakritim vidyat mayanam tu maheshwaram as vitaswadar says that maya is prakriti meaning the cause and maya is maheshwara the master of the maya is maheshwara great lord so maheshwara means maheshwara sambandhini is called maheshwari the one that which, who is related to maheshwara is called maheshwari so it is shutyukta maheshwara sambandhiniya maya asti that power of maheshwara that power of the great lord which is called maya tasyaha nirmana shaktivada jagat sarjana samarthyavat that maya has nirmana shakti the power to create jagat sarjana samarthyam has the ability to create the entire universe that ability the maya has and what is it maya maya is that very power of maheshwara the great lord <coughs> and that maya does not delude the lord himself deludes the spectator so very same magic has two effects on two different persons upon the magician that magic is what is his bhushanam is something that he enjoys something that he wills it is it is on his freedom and the very same magic for the spectators is something that deludes them keeps them under spell so magic keeps this spectators under spell and deludes them and similarly also this maya does not do anything to the maheshwara he wins this maya 
and so sambhavami yuge yuge lord says that taking my maya vasikrutya my uh, taking my maya wielding it i appear in different forms or maya so prakrutim swam avastambhya visrujami punah punah in in bhagavad gita lord says prakrutim swam avastambhya avastambhya vasikrutya controlling or my prakriti i create this universe again and again so very same prakriti or maya is something that is wielded by maheshwara by the lord however the very same maya so prakritim swam avastambhya visrujami punah punah bhuta gram imam krishnam avasam prakrute rushat what is created imam krishnam bhuta gramam this whole universe consisting of all these things and beings what is that avasam prakrutehe vashat the whole universe is under the control of prakriti avasam helpless says i wield my prakriti and create the whole universe but universe does not have freedom at all avasam prakrutehe vashat all these jivas poor fellows are totally dependent totally at that you know under the spell of maya prakrutehe vashat so that very same maya delusions this jiva the very same maya who, which is in fact a, a power of the lord becomes the source of delusion for this jiva <coughs> so jagat sarjana samarthyavat moha shaktischa as i say the horse that very same horse the fellow who knows how to ride the horse well for him it's a great blessing the fellow who doesn't know how to ride the horse becomes a terrible problem if you don't know how to ride the horse you see you ride the horse you don't know what to do there is certain rhythm i guess that you have to follow otherwise you follow the wrong rhythm and every time you know you get hurt in in 15 minutes you got enough i mean injured so that you can't sleep for two nights and then if you can uh, if you are lucky enough to get down that horse once he knows that this fellow doesn't know you know will take you for a ride and throw you some place and so the very same horse is wielded by the one who knows how to ride who knows how to control well lord of the nature of knowledge controls his maya your wise man also does not come under the spell of maya he doesn't have the kind of control that ishwara has but he does not come under the spell like one of those smart spectators who knows the tricks of the magician and therefore doesn't get deluded so there are some but most of the people get deluded and so mohana samarthyam api asti the same maya deludes this jiva ಮೋಹಾತ್ಮಕಿಶ್ರುತೆಹಿಂಗ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಚಿದಾನಂದ that i do not know and that's the karya of maya so you can say that maya is a cause 
or my itself is of the nature of ignorance which deprives me of the true knowledge of myself and further makes me take this body etc which i am not so i do not know who i am at the same time i take what i am not as myself this is what moha or the delusion does and that's the maya karyam <coughs> and therefore kathopanishad paran chekhani vitran swambuhu tasmat paran pasadi nantaratman and so this lord has created the senses extroward and therefore this fellow is always wandering out in the world tasmat paran pasadi he always looks out nantaratman he never looks within meaning that he never looks at himself the very self for the solution of his problem he is seeking happiness in life he is seeking peace he is seeking silence for that he is searching for it all over the creation because that's how the mind is made extrovert that's how so you are taken for a ride you know when we were small there uh, there was one game one sport like this that there was there will be blindfold you know so your eyes will be blindfolded you cannot see and you are given one stick and then maybe 100 yards away or 50 yards away they have hung one pot so whoever goes and hits that pot with a stick well he wins that so before blindfolding the fellows are shown look that pot is there okay and that's why you have to go and do except that then your eyes are blindfolded and then you are turned around like this so it completely lose the sense of direction and then <laughs> you are let loose okay go people run thinking that there and sometimes they hit each other you know people run in yes you don't know where you are running and that's exactly what maya does it is like blindfold we just do not know our true nature we don't know nature of anything and we are taken for a ride running all together and all people run in different it's really fun to watch them so some fellow is running all there they all counted the steps you know what they do is on the previous evening or something they come they count the steps 50 steps so 50 steps are counted they measure 50 steps and then hit somebody must be hitting in air there somebody there you know and somebody hits on somebody's head also whatever it is but this is exactly what happens in the life you know people are hitting running in all kinds of directions and hitting all kinds of things and this is called moha this is what moha does <coughs> So Chidananda is Swarupa Jnana Rahitam Karoti. This is what Maya does. So takes this fellow for a ride. Always keeps him off guard. Always makes me go in the wrong directions. And that's how, like groping in the dark, just people are just groping. This is the moha or the delusion Abhiveka created by Maya. <coughs> okay. Om Purnamad Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam सूत्रभाष्यकृतौ वंदे भगवंतौ पुनः पुनः ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मेति मूर्तिभेद विभागिने व्योमवद्व्याप्तदेहाय दक्षिणामूर्तये नमः 